1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. We are just
2: two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. That's right. Welcome all,
1: one and all. One and all. Everyone is welcome here. Everyone is welcome here. Um, Dori, a few things before we get started. Yeah, hit me. Call us on the voicemail. Oh my God, call us. We've gotten, I'm going to tell you, four voicemails Every single one is a treasure. We are so popular. Four people. That's amazing. And it's very special to hear someone's voice. Yes. I, it's very powerful. It's intimate. So um, our voicemail
2: is 781-591-0390. And if you haven't listened to our mini episodes yet. Get in there. Get in there. You're, you'll hear on, ep- on our second mini episode, we play our voicemails. And you're going to love them. You're in for a treat. You're in for a real treat. Um, we also last week sent out our first newsletter. Which was really fun. Which was so fun. We had a, a sick giveaway from O'Lolly. Just a lot of a lot of fun a things of, happening. A couple of gifts. A couple of gifts. Um, so that'll be going out monthly. And you can sign up on our website, forever35podcast.com, where we also have, as usual, we have all the products uh, that we mention on every episode on our website.
1: And you can also join our Facebook group. Yes, which is www.facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 podcast. A lot of action going on in that Facebook group. So much action. Um, The secret code
2: word is serums. That's it. FYI. Just you need one. You need one because there are bots aplenty out there. Helps us weed out the randos uh, we also have offshoot groups now for swapping products mental health one for dating in your 30s oh. yeah that's a new one that's a cool one yeah i know it's very cool i don't um, I know
1: nothing about i what guess that's i like. should
2: say 30s and beyond get in there 60 year olds yeah exactly and one for there's a forever 35 book group and they're reading the
1: wedding date um and of course if you like our show Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, which people have been writing us and saying they've told friends. I know. Which is so cool. We love you
2: guys. Also,
1: someone who I went to high school with joined the Facebook group.
2: Oh. I was so happy to see them. Well, someone who is married to someone I went to high school <sighs> with was like, Hey, I think you went to high school with my husband. And I was like, Oh my God, Aaron Lissman.
1: <laughs> get <Totally>. in. Here. <laughs> so anyway, anyone who went to our high schools, get in the group. Yeah. Uh, it just will titillate us that much more. Um, and you can follow us on
2: Instagram. That's right. At Forever35 Podcast. We get crazy in the stories and we get meme-tastic. <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> Super meme-y. On the uh, regular,
1: regular posts there. Yep. And on Twitter, we're Forever35 Pod. Yep. So, Kate. Hi. Hi. Oh. <sighs> Great to see you. It's so good to see you. We're both in comfortable linen garb. We're
2: both in black
1: crane today. (laughs) I'm in a jumpsuit. And I'm in a shirt that I bought from a friend. Uh, As you know, I'm a big fan. I felt very like living your best life. It's a great life. And I also did a thing I bought. My friend was selling off some clothes. I went and I bought three things. And then I went home and I took three things out of my closet. And I'm going to um, either donate or try to sell them. Oh. Kate, it felt so good. You're really speaking my language. I know. I felt I was like, I you've love been it. Ca- counseling and mentoring me. How, and does, it, how does it feel? Did it? Good. Although I had a hard time. I know what the third item is going to be and I should let it go. And it's like a, it's a shirt that doesn't quite fit me. Right. But it's still like a silky top that I bought in yeah. anthropology that I, that I value. Yeah. But I'm
2: ready to say goodbye to it. Yeah. I said goodbye to a pair of Madewell loafers. I saw that. Super cute. But they just, they didn't totally fit me right. Every time I wore them, they were like a little uncomfortable. And I was like, these are not serving me well. I'm going to say goodbye.
1: Send them out on their journey to the I next said, person. I
2: said goodbye. They went off to Tennessee. Oh, really? I, yeah.
1: I do. I i was really excited to buy something that had been pre-owned by somebody. And it was really fun. She, she was like giving me tips on how to style it and telling oh, me how she wore it. I, and I love like, this that. This is just a pleasurable way to shop yeah
2: you know interesting you're giving me some ideas okay. all right. um but otherwise how was your week
1: well I had a very self-care again I'm just gonna keep trying to make that work Keep trying to make that happen Even though someone suggested self-care bear and that makes <laughs> a lot more sense It's kind of funny self-carry Bradshaw's no no okay I'll, I, <laughs> I went through also all the carries that I could think of um I well, yesterday is the anniversary of my mom dying, and every year, so it's been eleven years, and every year I always kind of, well, not every year, but I like to kind of do something.
2: Yeah, I love that.
1: Um, and some years I haven't because I've been like traveling or too busy or working or what have you. Last year on the tenth year, we went to Disneyland with my husband and I and Mm. our kids, which was really fun. Um, and then this year I had planned on like taking everybody to the beach and being in nature. And then I was like, no, I'm fucking, I'm in the mood. Like I'm, what happens is that when you, for me, when I get closer to the anniversary of my mom's death, I start to get really grumpy and like itchy and hot and angry. And then I'm like, oh, right. It's that the wonderful time of year again. Um, And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the day. I'm going to go to my favorite all women's spa. Yes. And I got there at, Eleven thirty, uh. and I left at like six thirty. Uh. Did you eat? I did. I, What'd you have? I had dumplings and a chicken noodle soup. Yes, I think their food is really good. I never knew until I went to this specific spa that a spa could have a cafe. Oh yeah, and it's the it's so. I brought my computer. I worked for an hour on my novel project oh my that God, I'm working I on. I napped. Uh. I, did you
2: nap on the hot floor? Fuck yes, I did. Oh,
1: I love the hot floor. I know. And I was trying to explain it to my husband. I was like, there's a jade floor where you can just get a blanket and fall asleep. And I just nap, And there were millions, not millions, but there were like numerous women napping around me. Oh, yeah. And it's just the it's just such a comfortable. Also, I got emotional because I was like, look at all of us naked and we're all different with different bodies. But we're also support. I was
2: I was kind of losing my mind. But did you get any treatments? I did. I got a scrub. Love a scrub. I
1: scrubbed. I went into every sort of hot soaking thing and every sauna. And I read my book. And oh. I read. I even skipped ahead to the sex scenes because that's what I wanted to be reading. Great. And I didn't feel bad about it. No. So I felt like I had a good day. And all, all week kind of leading up to it, I've been going to bed really early. I, mm-hmm. took, a, I took a bath one night. Mm-hmm. I pulled from our interview with Jasmine Guillory. I took a bath with Epsom salt, a co- a blob of coconut oil. Ooh. I have been putting my phone away at nine o'clock, so I just read a book in the bath, and oh. I was all warm for bed. And then I went to sleep at nine thirty. Oh, so I've kind of just been trying to take care of myself this week because yes. emotionally I'm a little rocky. Yeah, um, and it felt it felt really good. You know, it felt yeah. it felt right.
2: Did you feel like you got what you needed?
1: I don't know the answer to that because I don't even know what I need. But yeah, it's kind of like, totally. what am I doing? Am I uh, like to me? It's like this is always kind of a, sh- a weird day for me. It's better if I'm a. Al- sometimes it's better if I'm just alone. I I personally like the vibe of being alone
2: among people. Me too. That's like my favorite thing. So I I could see how that would be very comforting. To be by yourself, to be with your own thoughts, but to be, like you said, like to be surrounded by other women napping. It just sounds really soothing. It was
1: very soothing. There, I also, again, got emotional because so many of the women at the spa are with friends. Yeah. And there's just like pockets of women. Like there were these women laughing next to me when I was kind of in my nap area. And at first I was like get out. But then they were having like their inside jokes and it just made me Aww. I don't know why I was really emotional about relationships with yeah. women yesterday. I was just really weepy. Um but anyway it's just really beautiful just seeing like women communing.
2: That's so nice. Is that weird?
1: No. that's what I took away from it. That and also like I got the shit scrubbed out of me. Yeah. Not actual mm. but, but you know what it did move things around. <laughs> oh good I'm glad to yeah, hear that my digestion was great. Um so Dory, you haven't been on Twitter. Did you like clock out at BuzzFeed and then you were like, buy Twitter? Like, was it just yeah, a way to much. kind of shut kind of shut down? For I was bit? like,
2: buy Twitter and buy Slack,
1: oh, which I've never really participated in.
2: Right, and so Slack is a, is great in a lot of ways, and I in again something I enjoyed. I enjoyed interacting with my colleagues yeah. on it, but it's also a huge time suck. And it's one of those things where, like, you feel like you have to be like the first person to share the story, and everyone's talking about everything. And, like, it's all moving really quickly. And I was like, I am consciously uncoupling from
1: oh, Gweneth would be so proud
2: this whole situation of, like you said last week, the kind of constant stream of news, and I'm going to be more selective about my intake. You know, I've stopped listening to news in the car. I listen to classical music. I
1: love that so much.
2: I love that that's stuck. That has stuck. I'm curious to see how long this is going to last. I do feel like I'm sort of in this honeymoon phase of just having left my job and sort of feeling like I need to detox. Um, But I would like to develop a healthier relationship with social media overall. Yeah. And... I feel like I need to, like, wrestle it back. Like, I feel like social media was, like, controlling me for a long time. And I want to be like, fuck you, social media. I'm in charge. (laughs) There's a new sheriff in town. And you're going to listen to me. That's right. And she's listening to classical music. Yeah. And not looking at Twitter on her phone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just one other very quick thing. Yes, I'm ready. Which is that I started cleaning up my office this week because I wanted, like, a clean and spare work pl- workspace for my new life. <laughs> Dory
1: 2.0. Yeah,
2: exactly. And my friend Amanda came over and she helped me start getting rid of stuff and she was like shocked at
1: how much stuff I
2: had. <laughs> and was also like, like she kind of said that she was like, wow, you're a really high functioning person who's like really disorganized. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Um and so she got me started, and then I've been going through, like, she was like, you have to go through literally everything. Ugh. So I've been, you know, going through drawers and just all this stuff that I keep moving from house to house. Like, every time I move, it's stuff that's been with me. And I found, like, all these old notes, and then it got very, like, emotional. Right, and then you
1: cry. and yeah, you, yeah, and I was like, oh, like,
2: you know, I was also like texting my sister because I found notes that she wrote me when I was at camp when she was like eight years old and you know it was just like it was like a lot and what do you do with all that this is what I don't
1: understand
2: what are you supposed to do you keep it okay so I kept almost all of it yeah I just threw everything in folders and put them in my file cabinet and labeled them old stuff (laughs) That sounds very smart. And they all live in my file cabinet now. They used to live like in random boxes. And so now at least they're all together. I love that. And I know where they are. Now I still do have a massive bin of stuff that is labeled Dory's Memorabilia <laughs> that I need to go through. But we're 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 You're almost getting we're getting there. So that that's my other That big, must feel really good. It doesn't feel good yet okay. <laughs> because it's it's still in the phase of like it looks like a, like it's a cyclone. Yeah. And it's also made its way out into the hallway. So I know this. And feeling. I'm like, I have three huge books of CDs. Like, what do I do with them? I guess I just throw them away.
1: You do. You throw out the, throw, the music CDs. Yeah. You throw them all out. Matt was
2: like, you could burn them all
1: into oh a my thumb God. drive. No. I was like what no no (laughs) it's all on spotify unless it's like a special mix no also like from who
2: my next boyfriend (laughs) like no i don't need that like (sighs) anyway on that note let's have a word from our sponsor
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash/host. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's com slash F35.
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more
1: if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com forever35. So Kate,
2: I was thinking this week. We could talk about how we learned about beauty, skin care, and other self-care things. And also how we learned that we were allowed to take care of ourselves in this way. And I should say also, we were inspired by a post in the Facebook group
1: um, for this question. Yeah, and I love this question. I love it too. I mean, where to even begin? <laughs> Tell me. okay. How did you learn about beauty skincare? Okay, I mean it's tricky. I, I obviously I'm going to say my mother, right? And then probably second, my grandmother's, my aunts. Okay, the kind of grown up women who I saw on a more regular basis. But my mom was very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. She was, I don't know how to explain it because she also felt very glamorous to me. Mm. She wore. Crystal by Chanel that perfume Ooh. yeah like she was a, a juxtaposition of style she she sounds elegant I think she was kind of elegant she was just very understated she didn't wear a lot of makeup the only skin regimen I remember she had were these like weird white bottles of moisturizer I, I don't know I think she had like rosacea or something I don't I mean she I don't she used Cetaphil she bought the same kind of dry idea deodorant my whole life until she died. I mean, you know, she was kind of... But did she ever, like, teach you? No. My mom had stick straight hair that she permed in the 80s and then wore in, like, a straight bob in the 90s and the aughts and wore headbands. There was no, like, come here into the bathroom and let me show you how lipstick works. Right. Because I don't think she care. She didn't really care about that stuff. She yeah. had, like, one red revlon eyebrow pencil and then she wore like a variety of covergirl lip stains that i also bought like we discovered them when we were teens yeah as i got older and her tastes i think kind of expanded like we would go to the bloomingdale's makeup counters together and Mm. buy and like buy stuff and there was there was a little bit more but she just didn't wear makeup she didn't have a intense hair regimen um she just wasn't in. It wasn't. I mean, she got manicures occasionally okay. as I was as as she got older. I think she kind of started to care a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um But I don't have like a vivid like. Were you taught? Did someone? I feel like you know where I learned shit was like at camp. Yeah.
2: Where, well, I was gonna ask because you also went to an all girls school.
1: Yeah. That so was what? A whole thing. What happened there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, in seventh grade. I remember very vividly we didn't shower and we would take the forks in the dining center and run them through our hair, like to get the grease out. I don't. I we we were just living our best all girls school life.
2: Yeah, sounds a little Lord of the Flies. It was a
1: little dark. (laughs) I, I. I certainly like learn. I don't think I learned things from my peers in that way, yeah.
2: i I learned a lot at camp. Camp was like the place where I learned to like shave my legs yes. and, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. Um my mom was I, I think I've mentioned this before, but she she had a few things that she did religiously. And I think I sort of absorbed that. Like she would get facials. I want to say not not that often. Every it was a it was like a a special thing for her to get a facial. And she she went to the same woman named Paige, who had a little place on, you know, on the second floor of a building on Newbury Street. And I think Paige also gave her bikini waxes.
1: Oh, your mom waxed her bush. She, sorry. My, I yes, that. Kate. My mom <laughs> waxed her bush. So sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what to call it.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't
1: even know if I've ever said the word bush out loud. Especially about my mom. No, All right, moving on. Well, uh, <laughs> my mom definitely did not wax.
2: Yeah, so my mom did, and I think Paige also did it. And but she didn't wear a lot of makeup. I remember she wore some, like, blue eyeliner in the Uh-oh. 80s. But she did the Clinique three-step thing that oh, I've talked yes, about before. I, my mom
1: also, I vividly remember having yeah. Clinique.
2: Yeah. Um. But I don't... Her nails were always clean, but I don't remember her getting manicures at the time. Now, my grandmother, her mother was extremely girly and, like... Always with like red manicures and went to the beauty salon every week to have her hair set and was, you know, like very thin and like wore clothes that I didn't like. They weren't my style, but she you could tell she cared a lot about how she looked. Red lipstick always, full face of makeup always. And I did feel like my mom's sort of like I'm more low maintenance was kind of a reaction to her mom being more high maintenance.
1: That's fascinating because my mom's mom was even less maintenance than my mom. Oh, interesting. She wore the same outfit, which was a white turtleneck, khakis, and like keds, and she bought them all like aims which was like marshall's oh my God, that's so wonderfully waspy he's so waspy <laughs> she the only thing i remember her using is nivea cream uh-huh and she just pinned her hair back but she, but she also felt very kind of glamorous to yeah me. I, there was kind of like a hardened new england vibe to my to my family yeah to my mom's side of the family yeah my dad's mom was glamorous but cheap so she would always give me like these miniature lipsticks that she got like at the department store miniature perfumes and she was a bit she was like you know 4'11 and Italian and so she had like a little bit more spunk yeah um, but I think camp, when you were in a bunk. Yeah,
2: when you were bunk with other girls.
1: And you don't know, like when I went to sleepaway camp for the first time, there were girls who had like way more glamorous lives and they would like con- leave conditioner in their thick hair and then blow dry it to like, because they had, th- and I, I it would just blew my mind. Yeah. I like literally just used PERT plus. I didn't yeah. know anything.
2: Yeah. No, these were definitely girls who knew things more than I did.
1: Oh, and wait, not to backtrack, but you're the big sister in your I house. I am so the big sister. So did you sister. teach your little sister
2: stuff? No, because she was so much
1: littler. Right, you have a she big She was gap? seven years younger than okay.
2: me. Okay. So like, in fact, one of the letters that I found, <laughs> it was like, um, <laughs> it was, it kind of broke my heart because it was like, oh, like <laughs> she said, um, I... I, I've been. I went in your room. Mom wouldn't let me sleep in your bed, but I slept in your chair one night. I had one of those Pier one papasan uh, chairs. I always wanted one. Of those. Just like the image of like my eight year old sister like oh, sleeping in my chair. I don't even think I was like trying to be mean to her. It was just like
1: you're eight years old. Like what do we have to talk about? You must have been so exotic and cool to her.
2: I I, I think it was just like this other. World. I mean, we had a real Darian Quinn relationship, so she was, like, a perky, you know, cute, happy person, and I was, like, a depressed, angry teen, Um, so I feel like my self-care as a teen was sort of, like, not great, Mm. and it certainly wasn't something that I was, like, thinking about or cared about, really, Um, I cared about my clothes, but, like, other otherwise i i would i wore makeup but not like i didn't really know what i was doing um but i remember <laughs> remember I, like i have these like weird memories of especially with skincare like these sort of like flashbulb moments and one of them was when i was with um, I was talking to my friend Corey and his husband David is like ten years older than him. I th- no, maybe not. Maybe not ten years. I forget. He's older than him. And I remember. I, I remember learning how old he was and being like, "Oh my god, he looks amazing!" Like how I. I had no idea. I think at the time he was fifty, and I was probably like, in my early thirties, and so fifty seemed real old. And so I was like, "Wow, he like he looks great. How does he look so great?" And Corey was like he moisturizes. Ugh. And I was like, oh, that's the secret. I need to moisturize more. And like, I don't know, for some reason, I just kind of like missed it a little bit. Like my skin looked fine. I was on birth control. So it like it cleared up my skin. I didn't have acne like in my 20s and early 30s. And so I was just sort of like... I wore sunscreen. I was like going about my day.
1: <laughs> and then, Let me ask you this. Yeah. I went through a phase in college where I went into tanning salons. I
2: never went to tanning salons because I burned so easily. Me too. I would do
1: the like low. It was also I was in college in Maine. So it like warmed me. Oh, yeah. Um, but I once in high school, because I'm also very fair. We went to the like a lake and I wore baby oil. Oh like, God. you know, these kind of things that you do where you don't know when your peers are doing it, yeah. like your beautiful friends who can do that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that kind of shit, I feel like. Well, I remember at
2: camp, too, people would like lie out. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm not like I can't do that. I will just get sunburned. <laughs> but that was I guess that was like a form of self-care in a way. It was just, Even like, though they were probably giving themselves skin cancer.
1: I do think um the other place that I got information from was YM, yeah, 17, and Sassy And Magazine. Sassy. Yeah, yeah and for sure. That is where I got all my... Oh, and also, Dory, I want to say this. The Oprah Winfrey Show. I feel like oh. I learned a lot about... Because every day, my whole life, I would come home after school, and Oprah aired at 4 p.m. on ABC, and my mom would have it on every day. And I would watch it. And I would take away a lot of information. And Oprah shifted at some point from being like a, you know, a Phil Donahue type show to being very much into her self-care spiritual journey. Yeah, for sure. And like, I can still vividly remember the episode where everybody like got jeans or got bras that fit them properly, like all the audience members. And there was just something like so informational and empowering about what you would come across on Oprah. I and that doesn't that. exist anymore, you know, just coming yeah. home and having something beyond while you're well it's also dinner. there's such
2: an overload of information now, like as teens, I, you know, I don't think we were. I feel like teens right now these days are so like they're attuned to skincare. <laughs> they they know like teens know about serums.
1: Teens and, are so fucking on top of things. Yes,
2: and like we didn't know like we got magazines once a month and yeah, <laughs> that we was the it. Real and world, we, right? And so they're just we just didn't have the breadth of information uh, early on that people do now. Yeah. Um and so yeah, and then I remember I had a friend who worked at a magazine who had amazing skin and I asked her one day like what do you use and she sent me this long email of like you have to use a serum and I was like what's a serum? And you know and this was like not that long ago. Like this was probably like 6 or 7 years ago.
1: Can I tell you I didn't understand that my women straightened their hair with hair straightening tools until I was like thirty-one. Oh yeah, I thought that people were who had these like beautiful straight hairstyles that that was their natural look. You're I,
2: reminding me that a place where I feel like I I observed a lot of beauty rituals was in the equinox locker room (laughs) (laughs) yeah you learn a lot in new york (laughs) because i would see i would go in the morning and i would see these women getting ready and i was like oh like some of them it takes an hour yes like they would they would blow dry their hair and then they would curl their hair and then they would put on you know makeup and like it was just it was this whole really long
1: ritual I also was like Oh, everyone wears thongs. Oh, that's another revelation I had. And then <laughs> you did, and then you tried, and you were like, or at least for me, and I was like, this is never going to work for like, me. No,
2: this I don't want to feel like I have a wedgie all day. People being like, they're so comfortable. Try no. these hanky pankies. They <laughs> we were never comfortable. They're for the worst.
1: Me. I'm so glad we're united on this. I truly, oh, I'm
2: a hundred percent united on this. You know what
1: is even get, makes me more stressed is people who work out in thongs. Ah, oh no. no.
2: No. Fuck. How do you even do it? I don't know. But like also I feel like there was a big thing for a long time. Like you didn't want to have a visible panty line.
1: I have never I just don't even wear pants that tight. I don't know. Yeah.
2: What underwear do you wear?
1: Um, currently a mix of Patagonia Uh because I used to work there and I'm still loyal to their underwear. And then a brand that I buy at Costco, number one store of my life, Uh that is actually very comfortable. Can I also just say that going to college, um, I had a friend who's still one of my BFFs and she had this big red bag. If she listens to this podcast, she's going to get a good chuckle out of this. Hi, Elena. Um, But she would go into the like bathroom every night with her big red bag of her face stuff. And she had this whole and she has the best skin. And she had this whole regimen and watching her go through it. It was like eye opening. She was an
2: early adopter.
1: She was on, she's from Texas where I feel like they Mm. take that shit seriously. Yeah. And I just had no clue and and she just had her routine. And I think she also like really liked doing it. Mm. And it's funny, like we were at a girls weekend last year and she still was, had her, had a bag and had different products. I love that. She had started using like natural products, but she still had like her little ritual That's so nice. It was great. So my, you know, your friends. Yeah. But,
2: you know, in terms of like doing it as a ritual that made me feel like was a sort of calming ritual. That's pretty new. Me too. Like that's probably within the last couple of years.
1: Same. Totally Um, same. I'd never even it was a stressful thing until very recently.
2: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't stressful for me. It was just sort of like meh, like throw this on my face. You know what I mean? Or throw nothing on or your face. Or throw nothing on your face. And um, I was more invested in my makeup routine Interesting. than my skincare routine. Um, so, yeah. I, so, yeah, I feel like I'm in a good place now where I have like a healthier relationship to acknowledging my need for self-care. And certainly going through IVF like oh, yeah. forces you yeah. to be kinder to yourself or at least try to be so i think that kind of like jump-started some of it too for me
1: and now here we are <laughs> we have a podcast here about we are it having a podcast now just, we've just upped it
2: now we've just now we're just enabling enabling thousands of people to take care of themselves
1: and i'm okay with that dory i think it's time to talk to our guest danielle henderson <laughs>
2: Our guest today is Danielle Henderson. Hi, Danielle. Guys, how are you? We are good. Very excited. Well, I am good. I shouldn't speak for you, Kate.
1: I'm great. I'm so excited <laughs> you're here. Yeah, Me too. I am so excited
2: you're here. Um, Danielle, I'm just going to introduce you to our listeners. By all means. I'm going to, uh, Cliff's notes, your bio on your website, which is great. You should all go to Danielle's website and read her bio because it's amazing.
0: Thank you. It's your, it's Daniel Henderson. Dot it's Daniel Henderson. Net. It's yeah, Daniel Henderson. Dot com is a fencer. Oh. oh, and she hasn't updated it in years, but she won't give it up. So.
2: <sighs> all right. Daniel, Daniel Henderson. Dot net.
0: net. Typical fencer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Danielle Henderson is a TV writer, Uh, Maniac, Divorce, and Difficult People are some of her credits, freelance writer, and a former editor and staff writer for Rookie, a book based on her popular website, Feminist Ryan Gosling, was released by Running Press in August 2012. You can still buy it, and you probably should. Her memoir, The Ugly Cry, will be published in 2018. And I'm just going to read, here we go. Okay. Danielle went back to college in 2008 after a 12-year, let's call it a hiatus, and graduated summa cum laude in 2011, earning degrees in both English literature and women's studies. 2013, she earned her master's degree in gender and women's studies, and she dropped out of her Ph.D. program after one semester No longer able to withstand constantly being asked to use the word axiological, which, despite having a dictionary definition, doesn't actually mean anything. (laughs) She likes to watch old episodes of Doctor Who when she is on deadline. One of her tattoos is based on the movie Rocky, and she will never stop using the Oxford comma. Welcome,
0: Danielle Henderson. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Beautiful way to encapsulate me. (laughs) You say so it, was, so. it was the
2: beginning and the end.
0: of your Exactly. Yeah. There's really nothing more to know. I don't even know why you guys have me here.
2: Oh, That's everything. What? That's everything. Well, so, Danielle, <laughs> you are living in Los Angeles right now. I am. What brings you to LA?
0: Right now I'm writing on a show. It's called Sorry for Your Loss. It's going to be on the new Facebook network, um, which is wild because I don't use Facebook. Okay, so I was like, "Is that a prerequisite for this job?" Because <laughs> I, I then I can't have this job. Um, but it's going to be cool. Elizabeth Olsen is in it. Kelly Marie Tran, um, Mamadou Atai, he was the guy in Patty Cakes, who was cast in it. Jovanna um, Deppa was a pretty cool cast. What's the What's the gist of the show? It's basically a young woman uh, who's twenty seven. Her husband dies suddenly. And over the course of the first season, we tease out whether or not it was intentional or accidental. <gasps> oh, it's a so mystery. This is kind of a departure for you, yeah. genre-wise. It is. I mean, it's still going to be a comedy. I mostly write comedy. Okay. But, um, you know, death. A lot of death. So yeah. hard to be funny about death. <laughs> I mean, you know about that. I exactly. love talking about death. I mean, Kate knows. Your book is Poignant as hell, but also incredibly funny at parts.
1: Uh, Death can be hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) How did you you made the leap to TV writing later in your like lifetime as a person? Yes. Am I correct? Absolutely. And and how I feel like there's we're often discouraged from making big, bold leaps career-wise, like you know, cutting out of what we used to be doing and doing something completely different. How did that feel for you? How did you do it? Um, was the risk worth it?
0: The risk was totally worth it. It's always worth it, in my opinion, even if you don't end up somewhere that you want to be, you usually learn a lot. Mm. Um, but my resume reads like I've been on the run from the law, so (laughs) I just have to go with that and hope that somebody doesn't clue into how weird that is. Um, yeah, I guess I, I went to, I tried college right after high school for a year and I really didn't fit in, and it just didn't make sense. I was paying for it by myself, so it just didn't make sense for me to stay. Um, and I went to LaSalle, which is right outside of Boston. It's oh, in New yeah. York. Oh, yeah. My
1: mom went to LaSalle when it no. was a
0: junior college. Okay. And all women's college, right? Yes. It used to be all women's. Now it's co-ed. but oh, that's crazy. It's a weird little place. And my reason for picking it is because it was, one, not in New York. I wanted to get farther away from my family, but still be on the East Coast. Um, and Anne Sexton lived... In the Newton Highlands. Oh. And I was that kind of precocious <laughs> twat that I was like, <laughs> "Oh my I god!" I want to live where Ann Sexton lived. Um, not worth it. Don't make your college decisions based on where Ann Sexton lives. Um, but yeah, I kind of tried it and hated it. And so I just left. That was my first real departure for like doing something out of the norm. Mm. And I was, you know, eight, 19 years old and I just moved to California. I moved to San Francisco. And oh, wow. <laughs> I had, this is back when I shipped, like you could ship all of your earthly belongings via media mail. So it cost me about a hundred dollars oh to move God. across country. What
2: a, what a good USPS hack from Total twenty years ago! Hack. Don't try that now. <laughs> yeah. The USPS
0: has gone way downhill. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of moved, and this is like working as a bartender and as a you know a barista, and just had all these odd jobs for years. Um, and I always had two or three jobs, so I always worked in like you know a bar- be a barista in the morning and then work at a bookstore at night. And it really wasn't until I was thirty years old that I. Kind of decided I want to try school again. And Mm -hmm. by that point, I'd lived in Alaska for four years. I'd like traveled a lot. I had been all over the place and drove cross country two or three times. (laughs) And I was like, all right, it's time to like settle down. And my version of settling down was going back to college. Um, so that was kind of the kickoff of me like making a big leap and making a couple of big leaps and just hoping that that would fulfill me. And it did. So by the time I got into, TV writing, I'd actually been freelancing for a while, and um, the way that my current reps found me is that they read my uh, Real Housewives recaps on Vulture. Oh, Oh my God. So good. (laughs) Thank you. So good.
1: Your recaps were...
0: Yeah, Thank you so much. I love those shows. Like, it's really fun to write about it. And so, um, yeah, they liked my recaps and they're like, you're really good at writing. Like, you should. Have you ever thought about writing for TV? And I was like, yeah, of course. But how do you do that? What's the where's the door? Where's the way in? And I had no idea how to do it. And I would asked a ton of people. Um, Kate, I think I even asked you. Yeah, we we talked a little bit. (laughs) Not that I've written for TV, but my husband does. Yeah. Yeah. And we emailed about it. And I was like, I got great advice, but none of it was like applicable to my particular circumstance. So. When they came around, I was like, "Yeah, just say yes, try it out." My 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 general ethos is that like I can do anything for a year. Mm. So if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to what I was doing or find something new. And it worked out. It worked out. And you had already established yourself as like a hilarious voice in digital Aww, media.
1: Yeah, thank I mean, you. Feminist Ryan Gosling is a <laughs> is
0: a huge deal. It's iconic. Yeah. yeah, that was my that was me struggling through my master's degree. It was truly my homework. Like I would get all this like bombarded with theory and I just couldn't stand it. I'm like, this is so dry. And why does academia have to be so dry and miserable? And I just wanted to make it funny. So yeah, I put a couple of uh, pictures up with some theory from my homework. I'm on my Tumblr and um, my classmates were like, you should put this on its own thing. And I did. And then overnight it was on Jezebel. Wow. Wow. And I was like, all right, I guess this is happening. And the only reason I published the book is because I wanted to get my PhD. I wanted to teach. And I knew that they liked when pe- people published. So I held off for a while. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I was like, people go like right away. were like, do you want to publish it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to publish. But I held off for a few months. Um, and then I wrote it over my winter break, my first year, my master's degree program. Do you still want to teach or are you now pretty settled in your current career? I do eventually want to teach. I kind of loved it. I think that's my that's going to be my retirement plan. I'm going to make miniatures and teach. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> little like a great life, furniture. that's amazing. <laughs> um, my friend Sarah and I are obsessed with miniatures. So, do you make them? Yeah, miniatures oh, of what? Little houses and towns and like food and oh, the whole deal. Cool. Oh, wait a
1: second. So this sounds like a self care ritual.
0: It kind of is. Yeah, I, have, I crafting has always been a self care ritual for me. For real. Wait a sec. Go on. I learned how to. I was kind of a, well, how do I put this? I was a nerd and a jackass. Like those two things are very <laughs> at odds when you're a kid. But I was like really into books in the library and hanging out by myself. And also just I like, had a big fat attitude about how much I hated my hometown. So I was just always by myself. And I was growing up with my grandparents. And my grandparents by that point had already raised their kids. So anytime I wanted to be out of their face, they're like, great. As long as you're not killing yourself or somebody else, do whatever you want. Um, so I got to spend a lot of time just kind of just figuring out what I liked. And I liked books. I loved, I read all the time. I, used, I think the reason I have glasses now is I used to read by streetlight when I was a kid. Like oh I my would God. open my curtains and read a book. Oh. Um, But yeah, I started crocheting. My grandma taught me how to crochet when I was six. Um, I taught myself how to knit. I've always done like beadwork and kind of necklaces and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really like building little things
1: (laughs) can i can i ask how miniatures work like do you go buy a kit and put it together
0: yes you can buy a kit um for sure there are like lots of websites etsy stuff that you can do to put it together yourself um and kind of a it sounds ridiculous to say but like a prefab mini house um but you can also just kind of buy the materials and figure it out so you can just like buy wood and make your own little house and your own shingles and your own everything it's kind of cool
2: Well, as someone who has moved around a lot, what happens to your miniatures and all
0: your crafting? They get prioritized. They get packed up and I take them with me. I've lost a lot of books in the process. A couple of toes, but those miniatures come with me. Yeah, I just kind of, I I like every, because I have moved so much in my life and I feel like I always have at least three or four of those like big plastic tubs full of yarn and beads and all kinds of stuff. And I just, I'll never give it up. Because I've always, whenever I have any downtime, I just go right to it. And that's what I do to relax.
2: Yeah. I was wondering, do you,
0: do you have specific times that you do it or you just kind of do it when you feel like it or? I kind of, it comes and goes. Um, I always have something that I'm working on to keep my hands busy, um, but I do, I have a pretty regimented schedule, which is also part of my self-care routine. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely, like knitting constantly, I'm just always knitting something, even if it's just trying a stitch and working on a swatch. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I have like my nighttime routine where I'll sit down and watch TV and work on my craft stuff for a couple hours or Sundays are great. Um, on Saturdays, I write letters so oh, okay. Hold <laughs> on. Saturday mornings, I sit down with a cup of coffee and I have like, you know, my little stationary pad and my envelopes and stuff. And I just
1: every Saturday you yeah. write letters yeah. to
0: friends. I write them to friends and to my great aunt, who's oh. like 87 this year.
1: Do they write back?
0: Yeah. <gasps> my great aunt and I have like, a like I have two suitcases full of correspondence over my oh lifetime my with her. Oh,
1: That's so special. That is yeah, so It's cool. really cool.
0: She She taught me how to sneak into movies. Oh, I love her. When I was a kid, she was like, We're going to the movies. And I was like, All right, great. She's like, Pack a sandwich. And I was like, Why? <laughs> She's like, because we're going to two movies. And I was like, what? And then we did. We went we went to the movie and then we got out and went to the bathroom and hung out in the bathroom for 10 minutes and then came out and walked into another movie. And, and I was yeah. like, solid. Like, this is great. And we had lunch. We, had, we didn't have to buy extra food. We just walked in. It was oh, great. she sounds wonderful. She's cool. She's texting now and also using Bitmoji, but I still like writing letters.
1: What is it about writing letters that... What do you get out of it? I mean, obviously, correspondence is a really wonderful thing, and it's a a lost art at this point, but like, what is it that keeps you coming back every Saturday?
0: Mostly the calm of being able to sit with your thoughts for a minute and kind of not rush through an email or rush through just rushing through my thoughts all week is exhausting. And I think part of that is because of the jobs that I've chosen to do over the past few years. Um, but definitely there's something very therapeutic to me about sitting down and very thoughtfully trying to construct what I want to say to somebody. It has like a little more emotion to me and it kind of feels more memorable to me. Like I not only remember what I'm writing to them, but when I get letters back, it feels very special.
2: That's amazing. I love, amazing. That. Yeah, I love cool. it so much. <laughs> I just found a whole, like, cache of notes and letters that people had written to me at oh camp and in college. And I couldn't bring myself to part with any of
0: them. <laughs> I know. They're <that's> so special. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, they're, they're going to be relics in a few years. Oh, completely. Like, you can start a museum with that stuff in I a few know. years. Yes. Yes. Do you save all of your letters from people? I do. Yeah. I keep them all in suitcases and I just keep them all in my house. I'll never, I'll never get rid of them. Those are like the things I would grab in a fire kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. That's really cool.
2: Do you find that these rituals help you creatively?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's hard when, when your job is a creative job and you're a creative person in more ways than one. I think for me, it's difficult to prioritize. So now that I'm kind of writing all day for work and then I come home at night and I write for a few hours on my book and then I write all weekend, it's kind of like it's a nice way to take a break. And it helps me – um like I never feel writer's block. I never feel like I'm stuck on something because mm-hmm. I can always just pick something else up hmm. and still feel like I'm moving forward in some way or making something, um, which helps clear my head a ton. I love that. Yeah, it's really – it's 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 therapeutic in a way that I never – acknowledged until recently. I just thought, well, I like making things and I'm cheap, so I'll make it myself. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not spending $40 on a sweater at The Gap. I can make it myself. Um, But there is, there's something really cool about it. And it's it's time consuming. It can be very time consuming. Um, but I think that's why like, my approach has to be a little bit more just, I don't want to say thoughtless. It's just my approach has to be a little bit more even keeled. You know, I can't think of it as like, well, I have to finish this project by the end of the month or else I'll never finish anything. Um, But, yeah, I think I kind of I do feel like a a clearing of the headspace when I work on that stuff. So that that tends to help with anything else that I'm doing creatively, for sure.
2: This is very inspiring.
1: It is. I also feel like your 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 practices are like have value. Whereas, like on Saturday morning, I sit in bed and I like scroll my phone. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's you're you're making someone's day by sending them a letter. Your day is made by getting one in return. You're able yeah. to get your thoughts out. I mean, that all just sounds like it's really healthy.
0: It's it's thank you. My therapist will be very proud. Yeah, <laughs> but tell I tell them I said so. Yeah. <laughs> I will make them listen to this. But I also I think part of it is because I do that too, like the scrolling through the phone thing, and. um I have to actively stop myself from doing it because I remember I remember a time in my life where, of course, no one had a phone. It wasn't a part of what we did or how we communicated. And I'm not a pilgrim, but I also feel like there's something (laughs) like really missing from that all day. Like there's no there's no worse feeling to me than realizing I just spent like three hours playing Farm Heroes. I don't know Farm Heroes. I don't either. Sounds like a fun game. It's just like a little puzzly kind of it's like a Candy Crush type game. And I can play it all day without even realizing it. Yeah. And it, there's and then I'm spending money on extra lives. And there's no worse right. feeling to me than being like that three hours could have been so much more relaxing in an intentional way. <laughs> and yeah. instead, like my brain's just out. But um, yeah, I took I, I'm not doing Twitter this year. That's another thing I'm doing for self-care. I took myself I took it off my phone. Um, I changed my password and let my gave it to my friend and told her to change it again. Um, I'm just not doing it. Like I'm just anything, I just made a decision this year that anything that takes time out of my, like takes time out of my, the the clarity of mental space for me is not worth it. That
1: is a really good way to live your I life, I think. Write a guidebook for us. Yeah. <laughs> about Thanks, how guys. to do this. No, I, 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 the happiest I've ever been in the past, like two years was when I, was off Twitter for about three or four months and g- gave my login to my husband and then mm-hmm. he changed it and I couldn't get on. And then it was like, well, that's it. That's it. And it was, it was, and you just took a Twitter break. Dori. I did.
2: It wasn't that long, but it
0: was very nice. And mm-hmm. I've, I've taken it off my phone. I don't know if you guys feel this, but I get the feeling The the thing that kind of inspired that for me is that I just felt like there's so much noise all day long and it's all from the pit of despair, which I totally understand. I live in that place myself sometimes. Um, but I started to really resent people that I am supposed to like. Just because yeah. I'm constantly yeah. hearing like hot takes on everything. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking exhausting. <laughs> I cannot dislike people that are true to my heart yeah. <laughs> just because I hear them all day on Twitter talking nonsense. I
1: don't know if you've had this experience, but I will talk to like some of my friends from college and I'll be like, well, blah, blah, blah on Twitter. And they're not on Twitter. And they're yeah. just like, I don't yeah. I have no idea. They have and, no clue. and they're totally fully functioning and having great, you know, like it's right. there's a weird FOMO with um, information totally like on those sites.
0: Yeah, anyway, yeah. That's... I'm just gonna use it for professional announcements, but that's that's it. Amen. I'm gonna try. I tried it for I was at my my original my original thought was to try it for a month, and it felt so good. I was like, I'm not doing this at all this year. Yeah, I love that. Um, Danielle, you brought some products with you. I did. It's going to take exactly two minutes to go through them because I use three things. (laughs) That's great. And one of them's brand new. Like I used to use two things until last week. And all
1: the same brand.
0: All the same brand. Because again, I'm very lazy. And loyal. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the one thing, my family is full of maniacs. But the one thing that I've been blessed with through my family is good genes. Um, So I have most, I spent most of my life really not paying attention to my skin at all. Like, I just didn't do anything. I did one thing, which is I washed my face with sugar.
1: Yeah, we have to pause and talk about this. I learned it from Sassy Magazine. Oh. Wow. A... <laughs> so since you were a teen. Yeah. Now, do you have like just a box of
0: cane sugar? Yeah, just plain old white sugar. Do not use raw sugar because that is like putting gravel on your face. But plain white sugar with a little bit of water. You kind of make a paste out of it. And then you rub it on your face and then you wash it off in the shower a couple times a week. That's all I do. That's a wow. Wow. I didn't even start using moisturizer until like a couple of years ago.
1: And oh my god! <laughs> what made you decide to t- to add things into your routine? Was it like a feeling of obligation,
0: or yeah, a lot of it was peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to admit, a lot of it was peer pressure. But I also would like try things at friends' houses or at hotels and be like, "Ooh, this actually feels nice," and I kind of want to recreate this nice feeling. Um Plus, I just I also think that. My a friend of mine told me this, and I think it's true that whenever you are whatever you're doing to take care of your skin right now, most of it won't give you an immediate benefit. But you're kind of taking care of your skin for ten years in the future. Yes. So I feel like, all right, if I can rock it into my fifties and sixties with you know decent skin, that's that's something I can do now. And are you you're still
1: doing your sugar? Yeah, sugar
0: routine is the wrong word.
1: It's kind of a routine. Routine, I get into it. And then what are these additional (laughs) items? So
0: now, so I. I went to Kiehl's, which I love just because I like, I just, I don't know, I love all their products. So I use this ultra facial cleanser. Mm. Um, that's just something I use every morning. It's for all skin types. Anyone can use it. And it's just a nice way to kind of feel really clean. Um, and then I usually, for again, until last week, I was doing that and then the ultra facial moisturizer and that's it. It has SPF in it. That's a nice, moi- I know that Kiehl's moisturizer. It's a nice... It. Creamy moisturizer And it's just so light And it's not fragrant Because I can't stand Putting something in my face That just like smells Overwhelmingly Alcoholic or flowery I couldn't stand it Do you
1: ever get breakouts? No Your skin Your skin does look like The skin Of a teen (laughs) But like A teen without acne (laughs) Yeah That's right Like The teen at your
2: school Who never got a zit We always talk about The teen at our school Who never got a zit That was me And that was you Right And you still are that teen (laughs)
0: I will get them occasionally. I will. Like uh, every couple of months, like a few times a year I'll get like one zit. But then I'm just like, all right, I got a zit. I don't do anything. I don't care. And it's like, all right, it'll go away whenever it goes away. What
2: a life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I also I don't wear makeup, so that could help. That could I ne- be I've never been a makeup wearer.
2: And then what is that third thing?
0: Now, the third thing is something I got conned into when I went to Kiehl's to replenish my facial moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And they took this little wand and they were like, we're going to test your skin moisture levels. And I was like, yeah, solid. Great. And they put this little wand on my face and they're like, it should be at 50% for maximum you know, moisture. And it was like 30. So I'm like, what the fuck should I do? It's at 30. <laughs> I panicked. Like just in the moment panicked. And I'm like, I'm old and my skin's drying out. What's going on? And they gave me this serum. Um, it's called a Hydro Plumping Retexturizing Serum Concentrate. A lot of words, but it's basically, you just put two pumps in your hand and it's really smooth and you put it on underneath your... Your moisturizer every night. Every I night? do it every morning. Okay. I don't. Wash you don't my face use. At night. You don't
2: use like a night
0: cream. No.
2: Okay. I don't think you need to. <laughs> I know. Clearly, she doesn't. No.
0: <laughs> should I? I've been listening to this podcast religiously, and I'm like, should I get that? I've got lists. I've got Excel spreadsheets. I
1: don't think you should unless it calls to you. I, right. I think. I think your skin
2: tells you what it needs. Oh,
0: good point. My skin needs a little bit of sunlight, not too much because I get freckles instantly, um, but. I need a little bit of sunlight. And I need to be clean and fresh. That's it. That's it.
1: Yeah. And sugared. And sugar, and sugared. guys. I mean, sugar, I was t- talking about this in a different episode, but it's a great natural like exfoliant. Yes. So you're doing it right.
0: That's all I do. And then occasionally I will, like when I remember, which is not often, um, I'd say once a week, um, when I'm in the shower, I'll use baby oil or almond oil after the shower mm. as a moisturizer. That's the best feels really nice.
1: I love, I just love that you also learned that in Sassy. Because I feel
0: like if you were going to follow the direction of a magazine, it would be Sassy. Sassy had everything. Yes. And the two things that I took away from Sassy were the sugar on the face thing. And how to make a pillowcase dress. Which,
2: yes, the <gasps> pillowcase dress. Famous sassy.
0: Famous pillowcase <laughs> yes. dress, which didn't even fit me when I was like a 100 pound teenager. I kind of wonder how that would work. Yeah. I can't wear a pillowcase. And they didn't specify like not a standard pillowcase, but a king size pillowcase. So I just had like a standard pillowcase I cut up and I'm like, my my head won't fit. What's wrong with me? Like it was the worst, but I tried it. I, I, I
1: wonder how it is for younger women and girls now. I'm sure they they have those places to get advice. I mean, Rookie Rookie, is a good one, yeah. 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 But we only had these teen magazines, yeah. And it was one YouTube
0: stars or whatever, yeah, yeah, like YM and Seventeen. And those magazines were kind of more like commercial, yeah. Yeah. Were so they didn't really. I don't know. Sassy was so punk rock. Sassy. It did feel
1: like they were talking
0: directly to you, yeah. And I'm
1: sure those outlets outlets exist. Elsewhere now for. Yeah.
0: I think that's, but I also think that for teens now, it's a lot of like, like they're making their own kind of stuff. So it's a lot of like Instagram and Tumblr and websites, and it's very encouraging and inspiring, but. It's not the same as having someone just be like, hello, all teens. Right. (laughs) Let me speak to you specifically, weird teen girls. And and also
1: only like once a month. Right. You know, like there wasn't, you know, like you could go on your phone and get like access to a million cool teens in two seconds. But once a month you were given Mm -hmm. this like. It landed in your mailbox.
2: It was an Uh, event.
0: Can I just tell you that the worst day of my life, and I'm including worldwide disasters personal tragedy the worst day of my life was when i was moving back from california um i'd been for four years i've been living in san francisco and the day i got back um my grandmother was like there was a box upstairs oh, and no. i just Danielle, threw it out it was all of my the exact no. same thing
2: happened to me the day before i got back i mean not that same thing how but do we
0: talk to our family still
2: but oh, i was like yeah. i was like did you do, do you know what happened to those boxes in the attic?" And my mom was like, oh, I threw them out. It was just like mm. a bunch of old magazines.
1: And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, what I wouldn't
0: give. Devastating. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, that also seems like something now, if you ever have a little money to burn, you can be like eBay.
0: Exactly. Totally. 40
1: sassy. Totally. totally. I had
0: somebody, I don't remember who, but somebody recently was like, I have the whole sassy library. And I was oh my so... God jealous like i don't get jealous of anyone or anything most of the time instant jealousy oh no because i was like you know what so did i grandma (laughs) (laughs) so did i the day before she's like well i thought i'd clear some space for you to bring some stuff back and i was like fuck you bitch (laughs) honestly wow yeah it was devastating was devastating.
1: Oh, uh, I like still think about specific things from the magazine. They were no. wanted, everyone at Sassy wanted to fuck Morrissey real bad. Real bad. I didn't listen to Morrissey and I would just be like, oh, I guess this guy's hot. I don't know. <laughs> I had a
0: Morrissey poster oh, in my bedroom. You, you were <laughs> way yeah. more, I was into fish. That's you were so God, I was really into Led Zeppelin. Oh, you Like were for some reason, I was like, Robert Plant's hot. And then I would find out about all these hideous things they did to their <laughs> groupies and I'm yeah. like, oh, God. Horrible tasted men solidify. <laughs> Started young. Started real young. Yeah, I loved Led Zeppelin. I loved like 70s rock and 60s stuff. I was just kind of, obs- I was obsessed with the 60s in the same way that people now are obsessed with the 90s. And now that I'm like 40, I'm like, fuck you, that was ours. But I, my mom and grandma were the same way. They were like, that was mine. Like my, yeah. I, I, I remember telling my aunt, like, You know what? I found this really cool thing my friends and I are doing and um, it's a theater and it's midnight and we go see this movie called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. She's like, yeah, you idiot. I saw it live. Like, (laughs) with the full cast. Like, you didn't invent this. And I'm like, but we kind of did. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like when Wayne's World came out and it was the first time I had heard Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, completely. And I was like, thought I just discovered this cool
0: thing. Yeah. And then it was like, oh no, this has been around for 20 years. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Freddie Mercury's going to die in a year. You're that far behind.
1: (laughs) But it is weird. It is, I do have a hard time now watching people take the 90s and turn it into a style choice. Yes. It's
0: it's because the 90s were not cool. No, they were awful. Like most of the choices we were making were not to be cool. So it's weird to see those things become like trendy and cool now. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, Also, everyone was so angry and so depressed. Yes. It was a fucked up time. Yeah. It really was. Oh,
1: I miss it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I miss it so much.
1: (laughs) Well, this has just been... So great to have you on. Yeah. Seriously, it's been—I'm so thrilled you got to come in. I am too. This is a joy, and
2: you're—you're you're inspiring me to start letter writing. I love Aww. that
0: so much. It's yeah. so cool. take the time, just yeah.
1: an hour. How an many hour. do you do? Oh, is it the same people every week? How no. many do you do every Saturday?
0: Um, I write to my aunt every two weeks, and then I have an address book, like a regular—it's not on my phone, like an actual paper address book—but. Um, I have, a, I have a list of annual things that I do. And so I'll kind of add some people to that list and make sure that I write to them regularly um, if I feel like I've been out of touch. But I just kind of sprinkle it around. and mix it up.
2: Love it. Mix it up. Well, thanks again, Danielle. Thank
1: you guys so much for having
0: me and for teaching me about new products. By the next time I talk to you, I'll have like four.
1: And we'll all be sugaring <laughs> our face. Yeah.
0: I can only hope. <laughs> I can only hope.
1: Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Danielle.
2: Danielle is so inspiring, and I am going to start writing letters.
1: I, I, I loved her crafting self-care. Yes. Miniatures. Oh, so soothing. Knitting. And just that she has that time for herself is really, that's a, an intention. That's like kind of a longer life intention. totally. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness Dory. Mm, okay. Which is a okay, bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, one skin, our sponsor today knows all about. It started today with 15% off using code over 50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code over 50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, Kate, yes. let's talk about
2: intentions. Okay,
1: okay. Dory, uh, last week you were going to make a work schedule. Yeah. And? Uh, I didn't. But you know what? After talking to you today, I feel like that's okay. You're not there yet. Yeah,
2: you know what? I think I was premature. I think there are some other foundational things I needed to get out of the way. And then I can make my work schedule. I feel like I'm still, you know, I was going to give myself a week to not really do anything. And I think I actually, I need this week as well to kind of like situate myself. Like I've made plans and, and have, I have meetings. And but, you have projects already and going, I have on. Projects going on. I'm working on stuff, but like, and then next week I'm going to South by Southwest. And so I feel like Then I'm going on vacation, and I feel like then give it some time. We will then we the fun will really start. Um, But I also want to give a quick update on another intention from a few weeks ago. Okay, which is my
1: being on time update. And I'm kind of a new woman. You got to the podcast recording tonight before me. I sure did. You are were early, Kate. I was early. It's like a whole new world. It's like... And what's your trick? Are you just leaving five minutes earlier than you normally do? It's the... um,
2: My old way of thinking was like, oh, I have time to squeeze this thing in. And my new way of thinking is like, no, just get there a few minutes early. Like today, for example, I was actually guest on another podcast. Oh, hi. A Jurassic Park podcast. Well, don't
1: mind if I do.
2: And you will. Oh. Um and as I was I'd met a friend for lunch. And then as I was driving to the podcast, I was like, mm, I kind of have to pee. I might have to poop.
1: <laughs> where, where were you going to just go on the side well, of the and road? I was like,
2: well, I was like I could stop at home. Right and do this. And then I was like, Wait, this, is a, <laughs> this is a very, this is a very, I feel like you could have been late for this reason. You Then you sacrificed and you held it in? I didn't really have to poop. It okay. was a false alarm. Okay. I think I just had to fart.
1: Oh, that always helps. Yeah. Just get
2: it out. Yeah, exactly. So, and then I was like, hmm, I'll be like 10 minutes early, which like old Dory never <laughs> would have been 10 minutes early. Oh. So, but I was like, Eh, all right, I'll just show up 10 minutes early. And then he showed up around the same time and so the the host and we got started. You farted in your car. I farted in my car and like everything was fine. Did you pee? I peed after. Okay,
1: you held it in. Yeah. I have I have such pee anxiety. It
2: wasn't it, it wasn't like an urgent pee. Well, which
1: is good to recognize. You were like, "You know what, body? Hold it in." Exactly. I'm going to be early. So that's just
2: a that's just a little example. That's really great. Congratulations. Thank you. So, you know, it's not it's not foolproof. It's not perfect. But I think I'm just being more realistic about how much time things are taking and also allowing myself
1: more time. I have to say, for talking about this every week has made me really bad. I'm holding myself more accountable. But with you were an
2: on-time person anyway.
1: That's not one area where I have. I was raised by a very anal on-time family mm. who will get to the airport still like three hours early. Right. See, my dad is he's a a chronic late guy.
2: Yeah. He's just <laughs> like he takes forever to like get out of the house because you forget something. It's just like, oh, come on. So I think that's like what I've. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what's on the books for this week? What are you? What's your. Wait, in- no, wait. What's oh, your what's me? Your, what was your intention for what's last your, week? Little old me. Yeah. Let's talk um, about you. Uh, you know, I think it was that I was going to purge keep working on my bedroom space. Yeah. You know what? I didn't do it, but because I had started, Anthony then cleaned up his sh- stuff. Oh my God. He came in, he, he like literally went like ta-da and showed me his <laughs> cleared off um bureau. Wait, that's amazing. And I was like, did I? Oh, wow. All right. Okay, okay. I'm still a mess, but you saw my piles and then you did it. He was like in there shuffling stuff around. It was great. You know what Matt did today? <laughs> he was like, I think we should keep
2: um an exact... Not an exacto knife. What are those knives called? A box box cutter. A box cutter. He's like, I think we should keep one in the drawer, like the entryway drawer, because then when we get we get so many packages, and then we can just break down the boxes like when they come in. And I was like, That is a great idea, Matt. And he was like, I'm gonna think of more stuff for the house. (laughs) I was like, Great, okay. Problem solvers. I know. It's really like I think there's something about like when you just make them do stuff, <laughs> it's
1: like they do it. <laughs> just hurt them along. Just
2: hurt them along. Um, but you did go to bed on time
1: oh my this week. God, this week I was going to bed so early; it felt f- so good uh, because I, I've had conversations with other. Women my age were like I'm in bed by like nine nine thirty. My sister and I'm in bed at like eleven to twelve. Yeah, and it's not doesn't feel good. No nine thirty, and then just reading, and then getting tired yeah. while you read, and then falling asleep yeah. with the book open. Just Ugh. felt good, so I did. I did work toward that, and. I um, love that. And it felt great. Oh, I'm happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm happy for you. Thanks. So where are we headed next week with our intentions? Well, so next
2: week, uh, you know, I mentioned the office purge. I really want to finish the purge okay? because I've been holding myself back from buying stuff from the container store website because I can't buy anything until I have finished the purge. Nor and I, should you. And nor should I and prioritize stuff. So... I, you know, I really want to get to the point where I'm allowed to buy stuff because that's the goal. No, just kidding. Um, but like I do, it's like exciting to me to be able to go to the container store and and buy some stuff and organize. And I think it'll be, I think it'll, I think it'll be great to just go to the container store and organize. Um, so I need to finish that purge and, and we'll be great. What about you? <sighs>
1: I just put in capital letters, read books. I have really let my book reading slide, not in the past like year, but in the past like five years. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't read enough books. It's very hard to find time. Yeah. So I say, but truly I think what it is is that I've been addicted to my iPhone and I haven't um, put it down in a way that then allows me to read. I'm going to be reading at night because, um, you know, from 6.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., I'm either working or a mom. Yeah. I mean, I'm both, you know. But those are what I'm – that's what's up. Totally. There's no time to, like, totally. crack open a book. Right. Um, but I have found if I put my phone down at 9 o'clock and I'm like, now is time, if everything's done, yes. all my nighttime chores – then I'm like going to wash my face. I'm going to get in bed yes. and I'm going to read for 20 or 30 Kate, minutes. Hey, you're living the Dory Shafrir bedtime <sighs> ritual life. That's what I want. I want, Well, you know, it's so upsetting when I found out how many other people do have like this healthy bedtime routine mm. and mine is, mine is still, I fall back on the like, get in bed, scroll a lot of, scroll over. No, it all starts with getting the phone out of Fucking the room. phone is a curse. So... You know, I have I just and I have huge stacks of books that I want to read. And I also feel like I'm not part of conversations because I haven't read Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, part of that is because my time is is finding time to do it is really challenging. Like my weekends aren't for me anymore. Totally. I got to be at ballet class and then be at a. Captain Underpants themed birthday party which was delightful but like that's where I am. But you're
2: not bringing a book.
1: No, no, that would be weird. Yeah. If I was a parent who read <laughs> a book. That would be weird. Um at a birthday party. But, you know, I can make more time in my day to read. And I'm doing that right now.
2: I love that. What are you reading?
1: Okay, so this is like a a little bit of a shout out, but Page Habits sent us their their box, their yeah. monthly box yeah. as a very nice gift a gesture and i cracked it open and one of the books is jasmine's book which i feel like i can't i'll never stop talking about but i've read read it and then the other book was a book called starlight nights oh go on it's a romance which is what i love my favorite kind of book to read and it's about two co-stars on like a CW, twilight Vampire Diaries type show. This is right up your alley. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I literally almost <laughs> fucking, I freaked out. I was like, th- I mean, look, my love of Twilight and the cast of Twilight is a topic for another time. But seeing a, a book that's basically about like these two co-stars like had a really like heated friendship and they've been apart for years and now they're back together. <laughs> and like, will they like hook up this time and fall in love. And I was like, I'm on a hundred percent on board and I'm really enjoying it. And it's, it's I right that. up my alley. I love that. It's angsty. It's sexual. I mean, it is like, and the, I do love a good angst romance. Yeah, I read sure. a lot of like fluffier romance, but yeah. I love a good angst. And, uh, I'm just in heaven with this starlight nights. Oh, I love it. So thank you. Thank you. Page Habit. Habit for just, bringing this book to me i would have never heard i had it had i had never heard of it, it had not crossed my radar at all this
2: is this is when i'm like
1: subscription boxes can be kind of great i then box was super cute i loved yeah. all the stationery that came with it and a little pen it was it was and jasmine's book came with post-it notes where she had written like information about her process yeah, it was, it was, very it, was cute. it was really cool yeah so well, um, maybe i'll
2: read the book too because they sent me a box also
1: it's, um we'll we'll sexy. link to it
2: on her website okay okay Um, Well, I think that just about wraps it up for today. Dory. Yeah. Where can people find us? Well, they can find us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast, on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod. Our website is Forever35Podcast.com. You can email us at Forever35Podcast at Gmail. And you can call us. Call me. At
1: 781-591-0390. Now, look, I will not be checking any of these social media sites after 9 p.m. No, but you can still shout us out on them. But please talk to us on them. Yeah. Bye.
2: Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dori Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Please leave us Apple Podcast Reviews. It really helps people find the show. And definitely check out our episode next week. You're not
1: going to miss this one.